Welcome to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. This week, we will hear from Dr. George Nagata on For the Cause of Christ. Now here is Dr. George. Aloha. Thank you, Bill and Joy, good friends, priceless friends that will, uh, will, will cherish the rest of our lives. Good to be here at Portland Christian Center. I think um, I've been here before, and a long time ago when I was really ill, I remember going out and playing golf with Dave Martin and Don Stokes out here in a cold uh, winter with the lakes were frozen. And, uh, but um, God bless you. And I thank you for, for, for some of you who have been here for many, many years. Thank you for your faithfulness. Praise the Lord. My message this morning is entitled, For the Cause, For the Cause. And so many of us, we have questions as far as our life is concerned. And let me, first of all, first define the cause, okay? What it is, trifold. Number one is this, the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, emotional, with all your soul, spiritual, and with all your mind, mental, and with all your strength, physical. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. The second part of the cause is this, the great commission, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, even into the end of the world. And the third part is this, the great calling. So you have the great commandment, the great commission, and the great calling. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And Father, we ask this morning, that you through your Holy Spirit would prick our hearts and challenge us, O God, to live for the cause. We ask it now in your precious name. Amen. The questions that we have in life that we face are these. Why was I born? What am I living for? What am I willing to die for? And we need to address these questions in our lifetime. Jesus Christ himself addressed these three questions in living. Why was I born? What am I here for? And what am I willing to die for? So, first, born for the cause. This is what Jesus said, John 18, 37. And note the word or the phrase, the cause. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. For this cause is a statement of certainty. It's a statement of conviction. And see, so many, even the people in the Bible question why they were born. For example, Job said, let the day perish when I was born. 
And the night in which it was said, there is a man child conceived. Another said this, cursed be the day wherein I was born. That was Jeremiah. You see, some of us curse the day in which we were born to a specific family, a specific race, a specific place, a specific gender, or with some other physical features or disabilities. Remember, you and I were born for the cause, just as Jesus was born for the cause. Can you imagine the Lord Jesus Christ? He was born to a teenage girl who wasn't even married yet. And the one she was to marry, Joseph, was not his biological father. And I can imagine that when he went to school, the other kids asked him, who's your dad? Who's your dad? How would he answer and respond? My father? My father? How would he answer that? And you know, you and I have that question too at times. I remember when I was a kid, you know, I wished I was another race than Japanese. And so, you know, I had small eyes, slant eyes, and they made fun of me. All the Puerto Rican friends made fun of me. George, can you see the telephone pole? Can you turn this way and see it all this way? And when I went to school to take my class pictures, I made sure that my eyes were really, really big when I smiled and all of that. The Bible tells us, and we can make it personal. Before I formed you, or put your name there, before I formed George, I knew him. Before he was born, I sent George, set George apart. I appointed George as a prophet to the nations. For you created George's inmost being. You created or knitted me in my mother's womb. And you can go on from there. Because God made each and every one of us unique. There will never be anybody like you. Turn around to the person to the next to you and say, I'm glad I'm not like you. <laughs> and I'm too glad that you're not like me. You know, in our identity and our complexity and our individuality and our dignity and the possibilities there will never be ever since creation until the time Jesus comes back there will never be anybody like you you are unique you won over a million people that's who you are today how many of you here are left-handed you know it's a little bit different from the right-handed person, right? Because everything was made for right-handed people, right? And so we feel kind of weird, feel kind of awkward if you're left-handed because everything was made for right-handed people. Let me give you an example. In the book of Judges chapter 3, there was a man by the name of Ehud. He was the one that killed the Moabite king, Eglon. And how he did it was because he was born for the cause. You see, before you could see the king, you had to go through TSA. And so what they did was they checked your left thigh. And if your left thigh was okay, it's okay because then they knew that you didn't carry a sword in your left thigh because most people who were right-handed carried the thigh in the left sword. So when they didn't find anything there, they let him go. Little did they know was Ehud was left-handed so the sword was in the right side. So he got in there. He got to kill the king there. Okay. And so like so many athletes too, 
You know, how many of you know left-handed athletes? You know, you got all these people that are left-handed. Kenny Stabler, Clayton Kershaw, Wayne Gretzky, Martina Navratilova, and all of that. So what happened there is that you guard for, and when you play against a left-handed person, many of us, we're expecting somebody to be right-handed, the opponent. And so when you're playing volleyball and you see a guy spiking from the left side, or a boxer boxing with his, you know, and throwing the punches with his left hand, or a tennis player, or a pitcher, or whatever, from the left side, and in war, you prepare for a right-handed opponent. And then when it all come about, like the Benjamites did, left-handed, they get all confused. And so, you see, God made who you are. You were born for the cause. Uh, look at the, how many of you know Nick Vujicic? Limbless. He can't shake your hands. He can't hug you. He can't clap his hands. He can't jump up and down. He can't dance like we do and all of that. But you know, Nick Vujicic, he, he had a different perception. He made up his mind that God has something for him. And you know, Nick Vujicic, because being limbless, he had influence in winning over 200,000 people to the Lord. Why? Because of his testimony. Now I'm thinking, if he wasn't limbless, I doubt if he would have won 200,000 people to the Lord. He won that many people. Why? Because he was limbless. He was born for the cause. So you and I need to realize that God made us unique. We were born into a specific family, specific gender, and all that we have. We were born for the cause. Shout it out. I was born for the cause. That's right. Secondly is, why am I here? What am I living for? Jesus himself in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, says this, I'm living for the cause. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Because, because, because everyone who lives will die, unless Jesus comes back before then. But not everyone who dies have lived. Okay. We're living here for a purpose. God gives us life and to live it more abundantly with a purpose. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 24, 22 to 24 says this. Well, 24 to 26 says this. There is nothing better for a man than to eat and drink and tell himself that his labor is good. This also I have seen, that it is from the hand of God. For who can eat and who can have enjoyment without him? For to a person who is good in his sight, he has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. The Message Bible says these words. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. We are to take the ordinary aspects of our lives, everything we do, and make it become a part of our commitment for the cause. 
Let's look at the different areas of our lives you and I go through. Sleeping for the cause. I'll give you some verse. You can just jot it down if you want to. Sleeping for the cause. Proverbs 3.24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. If you sleep for the cause, you'll not oversleep, sleep too long, like some of us do. Or on the other hand, you won't be under sleep deprivation. But sleep is for refreshing you, vitalizing you. And if you get that right perspective of sleeping for the cause, that's where it is. Another is this, eat for the cause. Ecclesiastes 9, 7 tells us, go, eat. Eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart. For it is now that God favors what you do. Some people overeat. Some people don't eat enough. Do we eat to live or do we live to eat? And I believe that we need to get a right perspective. And if we're eating for the cause, we'll have a balance in our eating. So, say it with me. I eat for the cause. I work for the cause. Okay? Ecclesiastes 9.10 tells us, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grace where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. God blessed you with intelligence. He, he blessed you with gifts. He blessed you with skills. He's blessed you with resources. He's blessed you with opportunities for the job that you have. And if you have the right perspective, I remember when I, my first job was working in a cannery. Man, every day you got through, you smelled like a, a pineapple. And you know, some of us, we have jobs that we don't like and we don't care for. But those jobs were given to you by God to prepare you for better jobs in the future. How? So that you can sharpen your skills, refine your character, so that you can have your dream job. But God has blessed you. Remember that all our resources are from God. The opportunity for your education, the opportunity from one job to another job, it's all given to you by God. So what we need to do is whatever we do, do it all for the cause. Do it for his honor and his glory. Do it for Christ's sake. Praise the Lord. If you're a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper. You say it fast, you get all tongue-tied. But that's where you go. Do it the best. Teacher, whatever you do, do it. And seek to improve. You know, so many of these younger kids, they want a $100,000 job. But are they worth $100,000? And I believe that God gives us the opportunity. So work for the cause. Married for the cause. Genesis 2.24. For this reason, for this cause, a man will leave his father and mother and be united, cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. For better, for worse. For richer, for poor. Sickness and in health. Not better for me and worse for you, richer for me and poor for you. No. And we need to, what? We are married for the cause, one another. And may people see us as a couple and they say, 
There's something special about that couple. Because why? You were married for the cause. Say it. I married for the cause. I suffered for the cause. <laughs> Romans 8.18 For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We don't like it. I've gone through sufferings. You've gone through sufferings. I've gone through prostate cancer. Had surgery on that. Got to triple bypass surgery. Gone through with that. Gallbladder removal, gone through that. You got shingles, you got vertigo. Get all kinds of things that you go on in life. But don't waste the pain. Why? Because there's something about it that we went through that. And all oh, we ask, why God, why? But you know, it drew us closer to the Lord. Just because you have cancer, just because you have a disease, does not devalue you. You get closer to the Lord. His grace is more sufficient. I, I cried unto the Lord, Lord, heal me. He said, my grace is sufficient. But I'd rather have your healing than your grace. <laughs> the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is with us. Grace is, my grace is sufficient. And you know, you get closer to the Lord. Scripture verse that really came close to me was this. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, and a little while can be a few days, it can be a month, it can be years. After a little while, he himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And today, I can call a lot of people up and encourage them and comfort them because of what I went through. Because why? They can tell you, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. I know what you're going through. I suffer for the cause. You and I suffer for the cause. I play for the cause. Job 8.21 tells us, He will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. The largest land animal weighs 14,000 pounds. That's the elephant, the African elephant. But you know that a whale's tongue, a whale's tongue weighs 14,000 pounds. What is a whale made for? Psalm 104:26 tells us, There the ocean go the ships, and Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. God made the whales to play. And we play for the cause. Eric Little said these words, I believe God made me for a purpose. God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his presence. Some of you, when I golf, I feel his presence. <laughs> I know of a guy, uh, Stephen Chia. He's about 88 years old. And he just came back from Orlando. And he won the singles and the doubles gold medal for badminton. I say, say badminton? Hey, but you've got to be in shape to play badminton. And to play with guys that are younger than him, to beat them and win the gold. Play for the cause. You know when you go out there, have fun. God wants us to have fun and laugh. 
We're not dipped in uh, lemon lime juice or whatever like that with a sour face on. You look at people when they stand in line at a grocery store. How many of them are smiling? Well, okay. <laughs> I play for the cause. Play for the cause. Whatever you do, bowling or whatever you do, playing the guitar, play for the cause. Play for the cause. I give for the cause. Give for the cause. Whatever you have to give. Your time, your talent, your energy. You give for the cause. Scripture tells us this. Deuteronomy 8.18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. Give for the cause. The Westminster Shorter Catechism says this, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Johann Sebastian Bach wrote about 256 cantatas. And you know, the secret of his writing all of these cantatas is this. He didn't just write notes. He wrote it from his soul, from his very soul. And before he wrote the original music, he wrote the letters on a sheet of paper, JJ, which means Esu Uva. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. That's what it means. And after he wrote his manuscript or the song, he wrote these letters, S-D-G, Soli Deo Gloria. God alone be the glory. And if we could, if we were a carpenter, after we finished that shelf or that bookshelf or that piece, we'd write down S-D-G. Whenever you're an electrician and you put things together, or a plumber, whatever it is, or a writer, whatever you do, and you put the initials S-D-G, you're following Bach. Soli Deo Gloria to the glory of God. So whatever we do, I sleep for the cause, I eat for the cause, I work for the cause, I marry for the cause, I suffer for the cause, I play for the cause, I give for the cause. That's our purpose in life today. Doing it all for the cause. And then we're on the right track. Challenge today, in the day in which we live in, you know, some people are afraid to get involved with certain things. But I believe that God is looking for people who are willing to take a stand for him. For we're living in a day that we overlook evil, then we permit evil, then we legalize evil, then we promote evil, then we celebrate evil, then we per persecute those who still call it evil. The Bible says, no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. I was born for the cause. I live for the cause. Am I willing to die for the cause? Jesus said in John 12, 27, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I into this hour. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Jesus was willing to die 
for the cause. If you look at the apostles, the disciples, except for maybe Judas, all of them died for the cause. John the Beloved was the only one. He was poured into the boiling oil. He, he didn't die. And he was shipped to the Isle of Patmos. And that's why I think he was a little bit Lulu when he wrote the book of Revelation. <laughs> Kublai Khan. In the 1200s, Kublai Khan founded the Mongol dynasty. And he followed after his father, Genghis Khan, the brother uh, Mongol as well. But um, Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan, that, that area there from Siberia all the way to India, from Poland all the way to the Pacific Ocean was his. And one day, Marco Polo in 1266 came by, a trader, and Kublai Khan heard him talking about God. And he said, when you go back, can you send missionaries, 100 missionaries over? So Marco Polo went back. But he waited a long time, and no missionaries were sent over. No missionaries. A few considered it, but they didn't want to say, is my life worth dying for the Asians there? A second one said, I'm not going to go to the hot desert. And then what happened is that some Tibetan monks sent some missionaries over to Asia. Asia. And that's the reason why today Asia is Buddhism, Hinduism. Why? Because somebody wasn't willing to die for the cause. Are we willing to die for the cause? Today, all of these things going out with abortion, transgenderism, what are our children and our grandchildren going to say to us? Papa, Grandma, Mommy, Daddy, all this happened on your guard. Are we willing to die for the cause? I was born for the cause. I live for the cause. And I'm willing to die for the cause. When you get that perspective like Jesus did, we're on the right track. And so in closing this morning, um, we have a manifesto by Mark Batterson that we're going to place on the screen here. And I want us all to stand at this time. And I want us all to shout it and declare it or proclaim it. So all of Portland, all of Oregon, all of heaven, all of hell can hear it out. Because it's a commitment that we make for the cause of Christ. All for the cause. Can we say it? It's going to be up? Okay. Okay. Can you, are you with me? I was, I was on a cheerleading team when I was in high school, so we're going to do it. Okay. Ready? Hit it. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-ordained passions. Go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Keep asking questions. Keep making mistakes. Keep seeking God. 
Stop pointing out problems and become part of the solution. Stop repeating the past and start creating the future. Stop playing it safe and start taking risks. Expand your horizons, accumulate experiences, enjoy the journey. Find every excuse you can to celebrate everything you can. Live like today is the first and last day of your life. Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. Burn sinful bridges, blaze new trails. Don't let fear dictate your decisions. Take a flying leap of faith. Quit holding back, quit holding back. Go all in for the cause, go all out for the cause. making a commitment to Christ and perhaps you're watching online or you're standing here in this auditorium today and you sense the presence of the Holy Spirit prompt you to say, I need to give my life to Christ. And I'm gonna lead in a simple prayer and all of your friends that are here today on this Father's Day 2022 are gonna pray out loud, but I want it to be a personal prayer for you. 
And so with your heads bowed for a moment, how many of you would say, Pastor Bill, in a moment, would you lead us in prayer? I'm gonna pray that prayer to ask Christ to come into my life and make him Lord of my life and live for his cause and not mine. Would you just lift your hand as I look over the auditorium today? And thank you for lifting your hand. And I wanna invite all of you to pray. And those who are watching online, wherever you are in the world today, would you allow Jesus Christ to come into your life? You have been wandering and wondering, and now he has a wonderful plan for you, and it begins right here at this altar. Would you pray this prayer with us today? Dear Heavenly Father, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sin. Make me the person you want me to be. And from this day forward, I will live for your cause. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's rejoice with the angels in heaven today, shall we, for those who've come to know the Lord. Don't you just fall in love with George Nagato? Isn't he something? He is a great guy. Thank you, Dr. George. Thank you, Rosie, for coming and being with us today. I know you're on your way to Colorado for a meeting. And we appreciate you stopping in at Portland Christian Center on this Father's Day. You're a father of two beautiful daughters. And it, no matter what he says, he's an exceptional golfer. He loves to play. I thought it was interesting in his message, he talked about marriage and then he followed it by the cause of suffering. I didn't get that. Did you catch that? I, I, I was glad he kept moving on. I'm glad he kept moving on. Well, what a wonderful day. Dads, if you're here today, there's a gift for you in the lobby that has been prepared by your church family. We want you to take it and enjoy it. And whether you're with family or you're on your own, know that you're loved and appreciated and admired. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace in your coming and going. And when you walk through these doors, may you know you don't go by yourself, but you go with him. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com.